0: we got to get on that. Let's just out a bunch of stuff and see what sticks and nothing really stuck. You know, it's nothing but jokes (laughs) and memes.
1: Gather together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. Uh,
0: uh, uh. You mean our guest tonight is
1: dedicated to truth, justice, and peace. Uh, 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 uh. It's the world's greatest superpower show. And welcome to Minding the Multiverse. My name is Gabriel. And I'm Jeremy. And we're here to talk about comics, culture, and to find out how many bathroom breaks do two 40-year-old men need to get through a
0: four-hour movie? Oh. I think it was three? Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three. Three and too much coffee. It had it been water or soda or something, it wouldn't be so bad. But coffee, man.
1: Yeah, I think I think we both put away a whole pot of coffee, and then uh, yeah, yeah, we we didn't even. <laughs>
0: it just goes right through.
1: Yeah, I think we cut about a minute into the end credits. It's like, hey, do you want to stick around for the to see if there's an ending? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Four hours was long enough. Yes, it was. So this week. We watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. We watched it together. It was really fun. I enjoyed watching a four-hour movie with my buddy Jeremy. I haven't done that in a long time. It was
0: long, yeah, it was a long time since we've been
1: to the movies. Right. So uh, so we watched it together, and so we're going to talk about it this week, the whole episode, because we're just going to talk about the movie and what we thought about it, and the whole show is going to revolve around that. So we're going to be a little off-model this week, but still relevant and
0: uh, we wanted to watch it. We needed an excuse to watch it. So, yeah, there. yeah, we did. Yeah. And it's, you know, had to carve out four hours of time it was pretty difficult. Was, yeah. We had to plan it. It was, yeah. it was
1: a couple of different attempts. You yeah, know, I, it's a lot. It's tough. Yeah. So, we'll see if the podcast is, is just as long.
0: <laughs> if you, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think a, a four hour review of it is necessary. That's for sure. The four hours of the movie wasn't necessary, that's
1: for sure. Uh, Well, a little behind the scenes for the audience. This would not be the first four hour long podcast I've cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: sometimes we go a little long.
1: Yeah, sometimes we, uh, we meander. I'm sure we won't do that this week uh so <laughs> this week uh, again we're gonna talk about the movie so we're gonna kind of break this out into two sections uh we're gonna start off with non-spoilers so if you haven't yeah. seen the movie you can stick around uh for a bit uh let kind of see what we thought overall Um, we're gonna hit just a few general plot points things uh, especially if you saw the theatrical cut things you'll already know about
0: yeah things that are known
1: right right and then uh and then we'll transition to a more spoiler-heavy section later on. And that way, if you have seen it, you know we're all going to get into kind of the nitty-gritty of it. So hopefully that is as fun as it is to listen to as it was to write. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually kind of going through as we were watching the movie. I was just kind of taking down notes. I've got this yellow legal pad next to me with all these scribbled down notes on it uh, that eventually made its way into <laughs> these typed up. Nice. Uh, bullet points
0: much more professional than me i didn't take any notes
1: hey that's okay i've i was just delighted that you remembered i was there the whole time uh <laughs> that's uh that's a thing jeremy has is, is he gets jeremy's much more into movies than i am i am like i'm a pop culture movie guy like i can tell you a lot of facts about a movie that i've never seen jeremy actually enjoys movies so yeah i was i was totally expecting to just lose you into this movie (laughs) but yeah so that was that was that was fine that was it worked out well (laughs) you remember I was there the whole time yes all right so uh so we'll jump right into it first off i just want to ask you
0: just kind of an overall how did you think this stacked up against the theatrical cut well it it definitely is better it's. I mean, yeah. Let's like get that out of the way. I guess right off the bat, is the four-hour Snyder cut better than the theatrical cut? Who I think, what is it? It's Wedden. Joss Wedden did the theatrical cut after some behind-the-scenes drama. Unfortunately, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. There was there was yeah. He took over. I think originally he was supposed
0: to take over to just kind of finish
1: it, but once they started retooling it, they retooled it pretty heavily.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It, and if if the four-hour cut is any evidence as to just how much Joss Whedon changed Zack Snyder's original plan. It's, it's drastic. It's a drastic change. The character yeah. tones are all different. The stories, you know, it plays out similar, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so much was left on the cutting room floor comparatively. And so right. I'm happy to see this version. It's it is better. It's it's more fun. It's darker, literal, and yeah. story wise, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh they he definitely tweaks the tone of the movie down, it's less colorful. Which is fine. Whatever. It looked good. Yeah. You know.
1: And a lot of the jokes were cut. So a lot of the Joss stuff that was retooled added a lot of, of humor to it to try to kind of kind of sync up with the the Marvel universe. The Marvel universe is is you know overall pretty funny yeah, yeah. They, they don't take themselves too terribly seriously yeah a lot of lightheartedness. yeah yeah i mean two of their most popular characters is a tree and a raccoon right they don't take themselves too seriously and so i think that they were trying to do that uh, with the theatrical cut as well so yeah they spent uh it was about a hundred million dollars on reshoots and i was mainly just to add a handful of jokes <laughs> Yeah, which,
0: most of which kind of don't really
1: land. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty silly too because
0: it changes the tone like of the characters. Yeah, not, you know, I mean, yeah. in the wedding cut, uh, what's his face, uh, Arthur Curry, Aquaman mm-hmm. was very frat broy, and in this one he's not, not so much. That's for sure. It's, it's a more serious movie overall. There's a
1: lot more brooding overall. Yeah, things aren't as jokey. You don't get there's there's a joke that got. Yeah, put in of Wonder Woman saying like you know I work with children they're all children you know, you know and, yeah, right. it's, it's kind of cute but it, you know it's the middle of their climactic battle scene or whatever it's like alright you know time and place
0: yeah and I mean yeah exactly and uh, I mean to Wonder Woman to be fair everybody would seem like a child she's, she's like 5,000 <laughs> years old so long yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Like, oh, well, that human's never going to get out of that phase because he's going to die before he can, you know, give it over, that kind of shit. So,
1: that, and that was, that was one joke that was added or was in the Snyder cut that wasn't in the theatrical cut, that at least I, as I recall, was a flash talking to Cyborg and asking, you know, hey, do you think, do you think she'd be into a younger guy? And Cyborg just flatly answers, she's 5,000 years old. All guys are younger guys. Right. And, no, that wasn't in
0: the wedding cut, no.
1: <laughs> I didn't think so because that was funny. Because
0: yeah. like, <laughs> it was funny, so therefore it was not in the right. wedding cut.
1: <laughs> that's why it stuck out. It's like, oh, that actually made me laugh. Like, that's
0: that yeah. cute. Yeah, I mean, and so, yeah, you get this. They're totally, totally different movies. Yeah. Uh, Tone's they, I, different. Yeah, everything's different.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, I, and, and with you, so I... I preferred the Snyder cut I don't aside from you know for the show I don't know if I'll go back to watch it again very soon only because it is it is kind of such an undertaking and it's not a yes it's not a light
0: fun (laughs) movie no um, for the most part, and that was actually yeah that was that was my main criticism everybody knows that this new cut is four hours long it's not rewatchable at least not in my opinion it's rewatchable maybe in chunks or skip through. Yeah. You know, like how many shots of, of uh, Amy Adams do we have where she says nothing and it's slow-mo. Right. Like, you know, this, it's very pretty and yeah, it's, it's cool. And you know, her hair flowing in the wind and her contemplating shit. It's like, okay, we get it. It didn't need to be in the movie. There's a handful of lingering shots
1: where it's like, even if you cut, you know the three four seconds out of it it would have been effective, but they they hang on just long enough for you to go like, okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> like like it gives yeah. you too why? much time to think about what's going on or or why you're not syncing up with the the emotion on screen that that kept happening exactly. for me was like I'm supposed to be feeling something right now, but I don't know what like I'm supposed to because so much of it is of the same tone, right you know there's not a lot of highs and lows. it's more of a median. But yeah, I I would find myself in those shots of her or, or you know somebody else or just random people Zack Snyder knows, right? You know, just just hanging on them, and um, yeah, to that point, fun fact: roughly ten percent of the movies in slow motion. <laughs> That's an honest fact. I'm not even making that up. Like, it's not hyperbole. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's a lot, and I think that it's it's too much. <laughs> it's noticeable. So, the the slow motion, like way back in the day, in uh, what's that movie? Three hundred. Mm-hmm. You know that it all felt like it worked well, mm-hmm. and and nowadays it's just like okay, use the slow motion when it really can highlight something that needs to be highlighted. Don't just right. use it. Just to to throw it in there because it's your thing. right? Don't just, you know, I mean, what is she, you know, Lois Lane comes out of a coffee shop and she's in slow motion and she's setting her coffee down on the ledge. Like, why does that need to be in the movie in the first place? And why does it need to be in slow motion? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it.
1: Because you have to play that entire Kmart Leonard Cohen song. I, right, right. You know, it's like it's not actually Leonard Cohen, but it's somebody who sounds like him. <laughs>
0: But there's some yeah. There were some music choices that I was not. I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. So the the music is pretty downbeat overall.
1: It it is more Leonard Cohen than Hans Zimmer. You know, it's it's less driving drums or or, or tribal kind of sounds. It kind of feels like it has the same soundtrack to like Leaving Las Vegas, right? Or something. You know, something that's like really sad. But it was it was uh, music was done by Junkie XL. Uh, for the mm. Snyder cut, and it was Danny Elfman for the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. so they actually tossed the original soundtrack and stuff. Totally. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. And Danny Elfman did the first Batman movie, so kind of think of those that kind of soundscape orchestra, kind of like you know, um, you know, like big, big sounds. Big and that sounds. Was, yeah. That was for the theatrical cut, but um, it was much more it was like less score, more songs.
0: Right. It was more songs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it really changes the tone. Like, if you look at the the trailer, the first trailer, like, way back, you know, what was it, 40 years ago for the the trailer for the...
0: (laughs) the (laughs) About that,
1: yeah. (laughs) It has a scene of Aquaman walking down a pier to these enormous waves, and it's set to white stripes. Oh, wow. And it gives it a very, like, punk rock, rock and roll, you know, I don't give a fuck, you know, walking off into the ocean vibe. And then you get to the Snyder Cut, and it's set to because yeah, it's really sad music about being numb to the world and, and all this stuff. and it gives it a very, very different feel. Like that yeah, long slow motion the, walk, yeah, is a is very different. It's not quite as triumphant as it was before. So yeah, I think that contributed a lot to you know the overall downer vibe.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you want your music to like you want your music to not be noticeable, but noticeable at the same time. I guess I don't know how to explain it. And no, exactly, exactly. You, want you it don't want it to stand out and be like, "Why is this playing this way? Like, why, why this song? Why this sound? Why this tone?" You know. And right. So, I mean, both movies had their problems with music. I think I noticed the music too much. I don't like to notice right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say. Is, is that during our watching of it, is we pointed out the music a number of times? Like, right. why is this being played here? Like, this is really weird. Yeah. Or kind of forcing an emotion. It's like, okay, we really need to nail down that this is sad, or we really need to nail down that this is eerie. Or there's a there's a scene fairly early on. Again, we're in the non spoiler section, but it's fairly early on where there's a, a group of women singing right after Aquaman jumps into the the ocean and it's like a weird scene and it feels like something out of like the wicker man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they're like
1: surrounding Bruce and we were just confused, confused. (laughs) So yeah, like, like on that point there's, there's specifically a scene that that stuck out to us as we were watching it. And it's when uh, Barry and Bruce are driving away from Barry's like warehouse slash apartment slash like Ninja turtle lair. Thing oh that and they had
0: crazy that crazy mercedes or whatever it was right right so it was cool yeah. and right as they get in some drums
1: kick in and i even it stuck out and i commented like oh okay we finally get to have a fun moment like here we go
0: oh yeah i remember you saying that yeah and then the scene is immediately
1: over and we hold on a billboard for suicide prevention right <laughs> and listen i completely understand where the messaging is coming from and i don't know if that scene meant something specific to, to Zack Snyder But if not You know, like Maybe move that To like a different part Of the movie Cause like You finally get like This little bit of like Oh here's two characters You like And they're gonna have A fun drive off Oh no No We're all gonna be sad again
0: <laughs> Right
1: Like I understand The right. sentiment
0: All that stuff But Why then At I, that yeah, moment Yeah right, right then Like you, you're, you're like Oh well this is neat Oh Yeah The music didn't match up to the the message at the end and of the scene. And it cuts yeah. right then. Like right as they right. drive off, it cuts and you're left with kind of like this quiet
1: like long hold. Yeah. And then you transition and that's one of those holds where you're like okay, like I get why it. So like why are we long. right. Yeah. That so that's what I'm saying. Like even in the in the the moments where you there's an opportunity to have a little bit of light, you know, fun there. It's like hammered back home like no. We're sad. <laughs> We're sad. Right. This is this is a sad
0: movie. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So another thing that was cut from the the Joss does the theatrical cut versus the snare cut was. Do you remember the random Russian family who was like one of the yes. focal points of the theatrical yeah, cut?
0: Yeah, whole thing was cut out. Yeah, completely gone. Yep. So that was a that was a
1: a Joss framing device. It was just to kind of like show the stakes, but like. In a really intimate way and a quick way. Yeah. Right. So you, when you're cutting out half of a movie, uh, you, you got to get creative with those framing devices. Yeah, he
0: had to give Barry something to do, even though he was immediately outshone by Superman. Well, that was actually,
1: uh, I think, the reason for it was they had to get Superman out because he in the in the theatrical cut, he just handles Steppenwolf. Right. It's it's no biggie. Like he just comes in there, and whap, and he's done. So you kind of needed a reason for the rest of the Justice League to be fighting Steppenwolf while Superman's doing something else. Right. So they send him out to like lift that building or or whatever, but that that whole town story was added on afterwards. Um it was oh, wow. it was completely out of the Snyder cut. Like they just cut to the the Chernobyl site and that's where he's going to build, you know, a little fortress or whatever, but there's no one there. But in the no, theatrical there's cut, no one there. there's like yeah, a it's... bunch of people there. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: abandoned for reasons. Yes. Right. right. And I don't think the theatrical cut doesn't even talk about why that, that spot was chosen. It doesn't talk about using the tainted, poisoned land as fuel for building. You know, it doesn't talk about any of that in the theatrical cut.
1: They mention it briefly in the sense that. Do that. Uh, See, I don't well, even remember. Right. I mean, because it was such an odd thing to place in. But it was, they said, you know, that it was this cursed kind of you know, place. It was like a Chernobyl kind of place. And then I think it's. Barry asks, "Like, why would anyone live there?" And then right. Aquaman says, "Because they have no other choice, or whatever." So it's supposed to push some sympathy on that that group, you know, like right away, right? And then that they're caught in the crossfire, and that's why Superman has to go do something else instead of just kill Steppenwolf immediately. And <laughs> Immedi- yeah, you're right. Uh, I personally, it was shoehorned
0: and sucked okay so that leads to my question i didn't miss that part did you miss that framing device at all (laughs) i didn't miss it at all i noticed that it was not there and i was super happy it wasn't there because it was stupid
1: it it wasn't actually until after we watched it as i was going through you know the the old version there was this whole other subplot of this family Mm -hmm. um, that was
0: completely missing didn't miss it didn't miss it at all no i i didn't either
1: so more on just the less of the story, but more of the film itself. Did you find the four three
0: ratio distracting at first? My 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 gut reaction. I mean, we've lived in the age of widescreen for how long now? Long time. <laughs> yeah, and you and I come from an era, you know, from the before four time, <laughs> when we had to watch. That was the only option. You mm-hmm. know, tube TVs were square, and that's that was it. So seeing that, my gut gut reaction at first was like, fuck. I don't want to watch this shit. Like I want widescreen, right? But as as the movie went on, he totally didn't even think about it. it. It just went away.
1: I was surprised. I actually didn't even notice it from the get-go. Oh, really? I honestly didn't. It was afterwards, you know, I was going through it again. I was like, oh, yeah. And and I don't know if it's because I watched it, you know, in kind of a dark room. And so the, the you know, black bars on the side weren't that noticeable, but I, I didn't notice it at all. I was surprised. When I saw the trailer in 4.3, I remember going to like three different YouTube pages going like, why is this like, why is this cut? Is this cut for like mobile or something? Uh, (laughs) And then, then reading that, no, the whole movie is going to be in four, three. I was, I was like, Oh, this is going to be weird. But no, I didn't, I didn't find it
0: that I didn't find it distracting at first. Yes. But no, ultimately it didn't, it didn't matter at all. Yeah. Uh, although I did see on Reddit, somebody was complaining about it. And, uh, Somebody came in or a bunch of people came in saying that it was that's the ratio of IMAX and I don't recall that being an IMAX ratio at all I've seen a few IMAX things and they're it's it's not a square like the one I saw was a huge wraparound screen It was right really intimidating. So I I don't know maybe (laughs) maybe there is you know, maybe there are movies in that ratio yes. in IMAX, but I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, I actually went down this rabbit hole oh, okay. too because I remember the same thing. Like I've been to I- – there was a IMAX theater in, in Sacramento. Absolutely. We, we, we saw stuff in IMAX. Absolutely. So an IMAX screen is actually significantly taller, but that is not typically used. Mm, okay. uh, that that vertical space is still not typically used. So this – this for, I guess – I don't know if it's all IMAX theaters, but, but a full size IMAX screen is almost a square, Oh wow! but they're only using, you know, so like, um, interstellar is a good example where uh, most of it is in the 16 by Mm -hmm. nine regular widescreen. And then in the space shots, it shifts up into an IMAX resolution. So now you lose the the black bars on the top and bottom. And that was for the space scenes to make it, you know, seem more expansive and, and things like that. But I think in an IMAX theater, you can actually go more vertical, but you just don't. But the space is available. And Snyder, for some reason, this was the vision that he wanted. I don't know if he had originally shot in 16.9 and then cut it in 4.3 or designed the shots in 4.3. But, I, yeah, I didn't find myself missing much. But it would be interesting to see this on, like, a full-size IMAX screen to see if it really does stand out.
0: If it if it makes sense on a screen like that, you know, when you're there in person at an IMAX screen, you know, OK, uh, I'd, I'd actually I'm on the flip side. I'd actually like to see a cut of this with, a, you know, widescreen format.
1: Yeah. I wonder how quickly that's going to be available because, you know, somebody's going to cut it.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, it bothered me only at first. And I, I literally forgot about it being in that ratio within 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, it. it did. It didn't matter. Now originally he also wanted to do this in black and white. Do you think that would have been too much? Uh, I would not have liked that. I don't think because I'm no. thinking of
1: like you know Sin City. You know, it was a stylized, that's, you know, yeah. high contrast CGI ish,
0: yeah, black and white. And that's effective. the books are in black and white, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a Frank Miller super stylized art and, you know, he had splashes of color for emphasis and it all worked well in the book. So when they did the movie, it made sense and it and it worked really well. They did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. So seeing a, you know, a, a Justice League movie or any comic book movie that is traditionally in color, you know, I I don't think I would have liked it in black and white at all.
1: I would imagine some of the action scenes would get kind of confusing
0: yeah i mean colors you know use the delineate between different people's powers yeah you know good guys bad guys have different color sets like it, i think that would have not been good i, yeah. I wouldn't have liked that
1: yeah because the color is desaturated but it's not i mean you can still you know see superman's blue yeah you know and and you know, wonder woman's red and you can you can see you know those splashes of color that you need to to see what's going on in, in some of the scenes that aren't in slow motion (laughs) Uh, but if you are curious i saw either last night or this morning that there is now a black and white version streaming on hbo so there is a black and white cut so uh, um, i'm curious to check it out i'd like to see you know like the first 10 minutes or something
0: you know in it just to see how it how it feels or even just skip to the action you know skip to the action scenes and see if if it was edited enough in black and white to make shit decipherable stand apart you know I probably won't. Like, I don't want to. I don't yeah. Know, you know, <laughs> I I just stick with color. It's superheroes and stuff. I don't want to see all the crazy, cool powers and light effects and sparkies yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right? it is.
1: It's an interesting concept. That, I think that's what interests me more than anything else. It's just the how do you how do you do this in black and white, and is it effective? And if it is, then I'll be impressed. Like, because I I wouldn't think that it would be. I I'll probably give it a quick peek. Maybe we'll talk about it on a later episode. Then I'll So yeah, I saw it and it was weird. <laughs> It was like that David Lynch movie with the monkey. Jeez.
0: That was so fucking weird. (laughs) That reminds me. That's got to be a hold this item at some point. I love that movie. (laughs) I'd be down. We could watch that too, you know? Yeah, we should do a commentary on that. I think it's like 20 minutes. It'd be much easier.
1: All right. Uh, okay. So what do you think about it being cut into six parts?
0: I don't know. I mean, that, I think that was kind of an unnecessary thing to, to show. Like part one, like, okay, we've all watched movies before. We, I think most movie watchers understand that, you know, there's acts showing the part. Like, why, it's a four-hour movie in six parts. Why not a four-hour movie in four parts? Or, I don't know if it was like to try and break up. The time, like like an intermission kind of thing, like this is a four hour movie, so part one is done. Take a break.
1: Snyder actually said he he always intended it to be in parts and with a proper mm-hmm. matinee in the middle. Yeah. So you okay. know, and he said you know the original idea was it's gonna be four hours. So after two hours, you need an actual matinee. I mean, like uh, an actual yeah. ten minutes or something. Go get up, stretch legs. You know, use the restroom, things like that. But I was wondering if finding out that it was intended to be in parts makes sense because I wasn't sure if it was because the movie was so long or because the story was kind of so broad. I mean, it goes back right. kind of a ways and then takes us all the way into a uh, an alternate future. You know, it's so, right. it's a pretty wide story to tell. So it, it, to me, it made sense to break it up kind of into, into
0: chapters, but like maybe four chapters or two, you know, first half, second half.
1: Once you get to like part four, you start to like look forward to those breaks. <laughs> 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 Like, oh, God, it's, okay, pause, everybody, I'm going to go to the bathroom, I'm going to refill my coffee, I'm going to get a
0: snack. (laughs) They were definitely good pause points, you know. I personally appreciated them.
1: (laughs) And then I, so this one went a lot further into the Mother Box explanation, you know, kind of what they were, how they tie into everything in this, in the DC cinematic universe. Do you feel like you got a, a satisfying explanation of what the Mother Boxes
0: are? From this? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, good enough for me, for a, for a person who watches comic book movies and reads comic books and is really into sci-fi and fantasy, you know, I can, anything that was left out didn't stand out to me, I guess I can, my brain or my imagination can <laughs> kind of just fill in the gaps if need be. Right. But I mean, they, they didn't really do a good job of really explaining where they came from like the history yeah. of them you know they billions of years old well right. is it technology or are they living right. things like you know they're not good they're not bad that's what they said in the snyder cut but then when i guess this might be spoiler, so maybe i wait until the next part but there's there is something that happens in the snyder cut with the mother boxes and a cyborg that doesn't quite add up right visually Compared to what was said about them. So, I mean, there's a few things that I guess kind of make me go, hmm. But overall, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's fine. So, by contrast,
1: because Mother Boxers are kind of similar to the Infinity Stones with the MCU. By contrast, do you think that the Infinity Stones were better developed? Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, DC slash Warner Brothers' biggest mistake was trying to rush this whole deal you know yeah it was when they made man of steel which is fantastic and you and i have to watch that soon because you haven't seen it yet
1: (laughs) no because i was scared off of it right so many so many people told me there was so many things wrong with it i'd never even bothered but then you no someone i actually trust (laughs) is like no it's amazing what's wrong with you no it's it's awesome so yeah i would love to yeah we're gonna do that
0: i i get the complaints about that movie but at the same time like Zack Snyder was going for a different tone. It's not a one-to-one conversion of Superman in the comics to Superman on screen. So right. we can get into that later, but definitely. I mean, the Infinity Stones, you know, it, Marvel took 10 years. You got a backstory for all
1: of the Stones. Going back to the first, I think it's the first Avengers movie where Loki has the Mind Stone. Right. But no one says anything about it. Like, yeah. you know, he's got it in his staff and he's making people do what he wants them to do. And it seems kind of goofy and comic booky that, yeah. you know, oh, I'm just going to tap you with my magic staff and now you're evil. But then, you know, cut to... Ten years later, it's like, oh yeah, that made sense. There's a it was yeah. a gamble to take, but
0: it, they they <laughs> it tied sense. it all up. And and then they have they have multiple different people going after different stones for different reasons. And so you there's there's history for each stone, you know. Could it have been better? Could they have fleshed it out more? Of course. But DC or or Warner Brothers or whatever, you know, the Justice League stories stuff has been just rushed. You know, there's no standalone I mean, Marvel did standalone movies for almost everybody, right?
1: When I read that they were doing a Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought, okay, that's it. We're done. Like, you, you've you've bitten off more than you can chew. There's no way you're going to make these characters likeable. This is a 70s no, throwaway yeah. comic that no one cares about. One of the main characters is a raccoon. What are you thinking? Right. And it's one of their biggest properties. And that has Infinity Stones all throughout it. Yep. So if you even just liked them, you knew what the Infinity Stones were. So, yeah, it's, it's a... That was one of my concerns going in. So in the theatrical cut, in the beginning, Batman is luring a parademon with a cat burglar who's scared because parademons are attracted to fear. So Batman's like using this guy as bait. (laughs) And then the parademon comes, Batman kills it, and it explodes. And for some reason leaves the design of three mother box shapes in its blood. Yeah. And... Batman is able to decipher that into <laughs> Darkseid.
0: yeah, why does that make sense? what is that is so
1: stupid? So the first theatrical cut, I was like, I don't know what any of this is like, and I know this stuff right I don't know what I don't know what's going on at all. So I was particularly curious in this version how they were gonna handle the mother boxes And they they went much, much, much further into it, yeah, but I still feel like I kinda know what the the d c c u
0: version of the mother box is but still not not really still not really it's just this mysterious thing but yeah i mean what can you do to develop a story that is essentially billions of years old without actually going into the past and, and introducing characters to explain it they didn't take the time right you know and that really sucks because marvel did it right they had this plan and it was the long game you know they they played the long game and they did it so good yeah and and then DC is like, we gotta get on that shit. Let's just out a bunch of stuff and see what sticks. And nothing really stuck, yeah. you know. It's nothing but jokes and memes. And and uh,
1: Universal tried to do that with their Universal Monsters universe. So they right. did they did right. two movies, and then nope. You know, they already had a a big intro, and they had their big mm-hmm. crossover event plan. It's like you have to make people give a shit about these characters first. Like,
0: yep. you can't just assume that they're going to go along with it right well marvel took 10 years to do it if we do it in one right or two that's fine right no
1: and i get the the idea it's like the audience is primed for this stuff now marvel was building an audience you know they had to get people and again as a comic book fan when when i found out they were making an iron man movie it's like why yeah who yeah. gives a shit like yeah. iron man really third tier Avenger that's who you're going to start your universe with that's a terrible idea and you're going to have Robert Downey Jr. a guy who can't finish a movie because he's such a mess that's your guy (laughs) what is going on (laughs) none of it made sense and then it you know it worked out gangbusters and now everyone's like yeah because Marvel made those inroads everyone's trying to hop onto the express yeah but everybody
0: is primed for Marvel Everybody's primed for those characters. Nobody, nobody's primed to find out what happens to Arthur Curry. You know, they like Jason Momoa. Right. They don't give a fuck about Aquaman. Like, there's right. no history there to care about.
1: Right. And now to this point, like, I had to, I had to think for a moment. He's not Tony Stark. He's Robert Downey Jr. He was so perfect in that role that that's right. who you were going to see. Was right. No, no, that's my Tony Stark. Like, I, I have to go see what happens to. Tony Stark next (laughs) where some of these characters you're like I don't even like
0: these characters like I don't care where they're going (laughs) I I think though too that you know it's the actors have to embrace I think that you know getting into the Marvel universe after about what three four years a lot of actors understood that that was like going to be their life forever Mm. Yeah. And and some people don't want to do that. And so if they do not so good of a job, people aren't gonna to want to see him back again. And then you get people that are playing Superman who revere the character and are giant nerds like us, you're one of us kind of guy, <laughs> and Henry Cavill. He takes it super serious and then yeah. everybody around him is just trying to make a quick buck on the wave. You know, that's why he, he goes and he does the Witcher and yeah. everybody was like, nah, Henry Cavill can't be the Witcher, and then he's the fucking perfect Witcher. It's because he loves it. And he's one of the highlights of this movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Henry Cavill's awesome. Man crush, totally. <laughs> but then, again, it's like he's surrounded by people who make horrible decisions because the DCU was rushed, rushed, rushed. And it sucks that it was rushed.
1: Yeah, and we don't even see him for the first half. Right. You know? So... I think that will be a good transition uh, into our spoilers section. So now we're gonna get into a little bit more detail. and I thought that could be a good starting point is we were talking about cyborg and uh, yes. he has a greatly expanded role in in this version. <clears throat> yeah, the movie is a lot more. this is the cyborg movie. I mean, this is yeah. his origin, his hero's journey to you know the very end i mean like
0: this revolves
1: pretty pretty heavily around him
0: yeah even miles dyson is totally expanded upon uh cyborg's dad his name's not miles dyson in the movie people I'm just, <laughs> that's, that's what i know him as he's miles dyson from terminator 2 but <laughs> always making terminators i always making terminators exactly god this guy every movie making terminators <laughs> But, uh, you know, even he was expanded upon greatly in yeah. the Snyder Cut. You know, the, the yeah. theatrical cut, it's just this little blip. Oh, he, he's a heartbroken dad. Great. No, we, we get to know that family way more.
1: Yeah, Cyborg's origin in the theatrical cut is a, a window in a window on a screen. On, yeah, Bruce Wayne's screen, yeah. Cut in half with, you know, robot parts stuck to him. Like, that's that's Cyborg's origin story Yeah, in the theatrical cut. In the Snyder Cut, I mean, you get hours yep. with Cyborg. Like, it's a really heavily developed character and their family dynamic and and how that all you know shook out. But but like you were saying, he he has an interaction. And again, we're in the spoiler section, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some end stuff here. <laughs> he had an interaction with the the mother boxes. He's like the key to the mother box part of this story. And I right. have a vague idea of what happened there. <laughs>
0: Like near the end when he was like inside of the mother boxes. Right.
1: So, so you mentioned earlier that there was a a scene that you specifically wanted to call out, but Mm -hmm. but you said it was in spoilers. So, let's let's jump to that. To me, it was a scene with the the mother boxes and the three heads and the yes. Okay. That's what I thought you were talking about. So,
0: yeah. Yep. That's the one. What was happening there? I don't know. I (laughs) so they they say. At some point in the snyder cut they say how the mother boxes are billions of years old and they they're not good nor evil Mm -hmm. they just they are change they're change engines all they do is make something something else or whatever right Mm -hmm. they change something the user can change what he wants in the way he wants to change it so that's it they're not good they're not bad so at the end there when they're when they're trying to split you know, the, the mother boxes apart and the whole plan is to get cyborg, you know, kind of shoved in there forcefully to to start the process of splitting them apart from the inside. They're shown as these like creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of it being just like some kind of crazy, unimaginable computer scape, because they're shown as like technology, they're actually shown He's like inside this weird realm where there are these creatures, yeah, like entities. So the mother boxes must be some kind of life form, and and the 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 three heads that he's splitting apart are these gnarly looking yeah. evil creatures, snapping and gnawing and like kind of ghostly like shade creatures. You know, like they're they're creatures that look and are acting very evil and that goes against what they said you know why would they they, okay so they're fighting to to fighting him off to not be split because the unity is a big deal and they like that but like if they're not evil how come they were depicted as such
1: yeah they look look pretty scary
0: yeah they were very scary
1: very evil yeah and originally i thought at least in the theatrical cut they were more presented as like just a terraforming machine
0: yeah like
1: not an entity yeah right when these were activated by the user you know, whatever you know user needed to, to you know, utilize the tool it would just terraform whatever planet it was on to match right. what the the uh, user needed yeah they would change to, yeah right and then in this they're a very different
0: thing you know it, it's a it's like a yeah. f- philosophical entity yeah <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Very much a very much a living thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine in and of itself. That concept is fine. Yeah, I was down with it. The idea of sentient technology is not new, but then don't say they're not evil or good, and then depict them as these horrible, awful specter-like creatures who are trying to kill cyborg when he's in there. It's just I don't know that that kind of stood out to me. You know, it's not a huge deal, but it was one of those things. where it Was like, why? Why do they look like that? I thought they weren't supposed to be evil.
1: Yeah, because like you never get that from the Infinity Stones. They never seem to have an opinion on no who is right. You know, who's got them? It's just if you can get them all together, then you have this enormous source of power. But right, you know, that's that's it. They don't they don't seem to have any preference on how they're used yeah just
0: an immeasurable source of power in the form of a stone that can be used by the the user as as they see fit that's it that's just a tool it's just a wrench
1: yeah and so i know that you don't go neither of us go too terribly deep on the cyborg character in the comics no but did this did you find this representation you know more interesting than the comic sure i mean
0: the uh, the guy who played Cyborg, he did a really great job. You know, he—I know that he was really. What is his name? Ray, uh, Fisher? Ray Fisher. Yeah, Ray Fisher. I know that he was super pissed, yeah. and a lot of people were pissed that you know his stuff was cut. Oh, man, and I can understand why now. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. After seeing the amount of work that was cut, I feel bad for the guy. Like that's some yeah. bullshit.
1: Yeah, I when 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 he was first talking about it, it was like, all right, I could see being disappointed. Yeah, in in a in a badly. Oh, my part got cut. Yeah, edited right, and then you know in a big character ensemble piece, you know sometimes that happens. But yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, imagine thinking this huge epic movie is about you, and then you go to see it, it's like you are barely
0: in it. <laughs> yeah, totally changed. Yeah, I am really glad that he was in the movie he was supposed to be in. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and he's seen this cut. Do you know?
0: I, I don't know. You know, I don't. I have a Twitter account, but I'm not on it. I have no idea if he said anything about it.
1: Yeah. I'm curious what his, his thoughts are because,
0: yeah, it's it's a very <laughs> it's a very different movie. I mean, you could almost call it the Cyborg movie. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it's, really, it's really a showcase for yeah. that character. He's an in, integral part yeah. of everything. Right. And, uh, yeah, and he's fleshed out way more, so
1: yeah and speaking of expanded roles steppenwolf
0: Mm -hmm. uh, visually an improvement so much better
1: i i like the suit i like the 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 facial features but but man those those eyes they were puppy dog eyes they were they were puss and boots from shrek eyes right like they were no joke he looked like one of those paintings of those big-eyed kids
0: yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, he, he his eye if it was a close up of his face, he was kinda cuddly. He was. Yeah. He was. And I don't
1: I don't know if that was meant to kind of you know defang that character or, or make you sympathize with him. Because you know, one of the you know big bits of the Thanos character is a lot of people, you know, could side with that character. He wasn't inherently evil, he was just misguided in an, in a pursuit for general population management like it was kind of a boring <laughs> villain but it, you know to to a lot of people it made sense um, yeah so I don't know if they were trying to go for something like that like let's make this villain a little bit more sympathetic because he's very weak I mean he's, he's physically strong but he's the whole character arc is is he's trying desperately to get Darkseid to like him yeah you know it's it's a very it's not a I'm here to destroy you all it's like I'm here to destroy you so that this guy will like me. Yeah. I hope he likes yeah, me.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like uh it's like I gotta get back in Daddy's good graces. He he mentions that Dasad character uh, mentions him betraying yeah. Yeah, something. Darkseed and I don't think it's mentioned at all what he's done. Right. And so, yeah, this whole this whole thing is like, well, I have 50,000 more worlds to destroy and or conquer, mm-hmm. but this one happens to have the anti-life equation on it, uh, Daddy. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and get it for you. Right. And that doesn't, if, if they were trying to go for sympathetic, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. <Because it's> a <laughs> you weird know what mix? I mean?
1: Yeah. Like you, you it was a mix of like, of dislike and pity. Yeah. You know, it, it pity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah loathing but pitiful it's like i almost wanted him to conquer the world just to like so he wouldn't cry right you know like
0: it's a weird like All hey, right, it's gonna be all right buddy listen yeah if they were if they were going for a visual empathetic type of vibe yeah it only made it stand out that he had puppy dog eyes in you know a monster suit yeah it was it was kind of a confusing aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> the the overall aesthetic the overall change he's much more alien yeah. you know uh they it, it's the same voice actor but a lot more modulation on his voice it, it sounds really cool yeah. like, it almost sounds like he stuffed a bunch of cotton into his face and tried to say his lines. <laughs> And I I like it though like I thought it was really neat. It's like an alien whose mouth isn't like ours trying to speak English. Right. Which which is really funny that everybody in the past speaks perfect English. I don't fucking get what right. that's all about. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the ancient Greek gods are shouting to each other yeah. in modern English. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Huh? Well, you're supposed to assume that it's, well, then just have them speak Greek or something like that and yeah. put fucking, you know, subtitles up. Like, I'd rather that than, than just, you know, a Greek god <laughs> speaking English without an accent. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Uh, so speaking of, uh, well, another ex- greatly expanded role is a, a Dark seeds actually in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, Darkseid's actually in it rather than just his Omega symbol logo on the ground in, a, in some kind of fever dream. In yeah. a
1: confusing dream within a dream. Right. His first time on Earth, like he comes with this huge armada and then he gets defeated by like our lawyer and a really strong guy with an axe. Yeah. Like that's it. Which if if you listen to our commentary track, there's a point where uh, there is a character who comes up who looks shockingly like our lawyer. <laughs> 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 to the point where yeah. I think it, it might be him because sometimes he
0: does. Yeah, you stuff might need like to give him a call and be like, "Dude, <laughs> you, why are you moonlighting you, as an actor without telling us?" Yeah,
1: we got the Snyder cut. That was Ares, by the way, the guy with the axe who uh, who chops into Darkseed in the right. shoulder. So, the God of War. Darkseed is defeated
0: by an axe and then never tries to come back. Right. Yeah, it scared him so bad. He's supposed to be this. He's supposed to be the equivalent of Thanos, I guess. And, right. Yeah. But they made him look scared. I did. I did appreciate that. Like when he gets the axe,
1: like when they pull him into his ship, he's he's looking like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this one.
0: Yeah, he's terrified. <laughs> he's bleeding out. He's dying. Yeah, it, it was. He got wrecked. You yeah. know. But that that was it.
1: He was like learned his lesson. He's like,
0: nope, not coming back.
1: Done and done. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't have a big revenge plot. I don't have. You know, they don't say why he was there in the first place, just that he was conquering worlds.
0: He's just conquering worlds, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's,
1: it's like you said, it's only after Steppenwolf tells him that the anti life equation was probably there because he saw it in a dream, <laughs> which I don't know if I would go to my boss with that. Like,
0: I think it's here.
1: <laughs> I had a dream about it. Like yeah, you might well, want to they, find it. They first.
0: revere those mother boxes, so I mean, if, if he was, if it was a premonition or whatever, or a dream, because of his interaction with the mother boxes, that's probably why Darkseed would trust it. But agreed, it's like yeah, it's just a hunch. Bro. Yeah, it's like all right, we'll find it then. Call me back.
1: <laughs> what yeah. are we doing? But that's good enough. And Darkseed does decide to come back. But even then, he watches from a the other side of a portal. Like, he doesn't right. even come through. So it's not quite Thanos-style, where Thanos, like, goes and sits down in the middle of, like, a crater, and he's just like, bring it. Darkseid was, like, he essentially watched the fight on TV and then uh, yeah, quickly changed the channel
0: de- when his team started to lose. <laughs> totally. And, and he's he's definitely, Thanos, you know, in contrast, was very much depicted as this hands-on, top-tier, <laughs> ultimate fighter guy like undefeatable kind of guy and and in 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 the snyder cut dark seed is shown to be very much vulnerable Mm -hmm. so by him staying away and letting somebody else do it Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's a it's a it's a predator who doesn't go after certain things because it's just not worth the risk you know if you lose if a if a lion loses his eye he can't hunt as well kind of deal
1: Uh, to me it made him as a you know, penultimate villain, a little less intimidating.
0: Absolutely, like the
1: fact that he won't even come over. You know, no, <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, it's good. I'll come back later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he he wasn't as intimidating as I would have hoped. Yeah, um, I wasn't a huge fan of his look. Um, his shoulders are surprisingly narrow. Yeah, like he's it, kind of a it's small a guy. Weird look, yeah, it's it's a strange look. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. Dark side in the comic books. He has a few different looks, but. There's some really amazing darts Dark Side mm-hmm. uh uh versions yeah. out there that they could have pulled from and I'm just not a fan of what they showed us. His chest bone kind of having the shape of his mm-hmm. of the anti-life or not the anti, the omega the, yeah. symbol. I don't like that, you know. It doesn't make sense. I'm not a huge fan of it. But I mean overall, it was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. nice that he was actually in it. That was that was good. Right, I did
1: appreciate seeing him, but yeah, I did have different it had a different effect because, you know, when we first, I mean, not when we first first see Thanos. When we first see Thanos, he's a terrible like CGI. Oh yeah, California that was a long raisin. time ago too, right? Uh, but you know, when we first see him, I think it's in Infinity War. He just strides onto a ship that is already destroyed, full of people that we know are incredibly powerful, right? And and they're just wrecked. They're in pieces on the yep. floor, and then we get our most powerful character. The Hulk, mm. who is always supposed to run in and save the day, just gets his ass handed to him. And in that yeah. three minute, four-minute opening of Infinity War, we establish that Thanos is an incredibly intimidating figure and is probably indestructible. Right. Flat out the gate. Yep. And in this, I feel like like one like really good like if there's a if there's an Eagle Scout who has their
0: their archery badge you know they could probably take out Darkseid. All right. oh right <laughs> yeah granted it was a it was an earth-based god that stuck his axe into him sure but i mean this the, the here superman is an earth-based god so it should be no problem for him right
1: yeah yeah it was it was just it was it was a little weird and then steppenwolf is dispatched mm-hmm. you know at that and fight and uh is done in by wonder woman which is one of the uh, rated R points. So that's one of the things that they got the R rating for was her Mortal Kombat finishing move right? Uh, on Steppenwolf. Yeah, the jump off and the sword, the decap- decapitation. But yeah. even before that, Superman like just laser eyes one of his horns off. That was rough. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's beheaded by Wonder Woman. And then his head is crushed by Darkseid when it goes through the portal. Yeah. Was that too much? <laughs> no. No, uh uh. It
0: wasn't enough. Oh, those
1: little sad eyes. I felt bad no, when he got crushed. I was like, oh, I like
0: that no, guy. No. <laughs> no. I more I want more displays of power from these literal cosmically powered super beings. You know, I want more destruction. I want more displays of that kind of strength. You know, I it gets it gets annoying to watch mm. certain things and have it be just, like, that's it? Like, this guy can move the sun, and he's not going to do anything cool. Like, come on. Show it. Show it. And that's actually why I'm so disappointed with Endgame and the Hulk. Right. But that's a story for another time, I guess. Yeah,
1: listeners, because it's a long story. Listen, we don't have another four hours to talk about why Jeremy is disappointed
0: with Endgame. (laughs) So disappointed.
1: (laughs) Why did... We both think it was pronounced dark seed. It's dark side. It's dark side. Right. How have I been
0: pronouncing it this whole time? Have I been pronouncing it dark seed? (laughs) I've been saying dark, have we I don't even know I, even I know. Just, wasn't even thinking about it until just now but I my entire life yes. I've been saying dark seed. Right. So have I cuz it's S E I D and in my brain I see seed. Right. If they would have pronounced it was maybe a little like alien to it like dark
1: side or seed right. seed or something like <laughs> okay but yeah right out the gate it was like it's dark side it's like dark side. Oh, really? Like we
0: both said it at the same time. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought it was dark. Se- Forty years later. Yeah. I dark Forty seed. years, man.
0: <laughs> dark seed. I and I think I'm always gonna say in my head. You know, I'll try. I think say we've dark been side saying and, dark seed this whole time. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back now, but I'll, I'll find side. out
1: when I edit this. But yeah. So <laughs> in the movie, it's dark side. <laughs> in our heads, it's dark seed. Dark seed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually prefer dark seed. It. Not dark. Dark side. side's so
1: direct. It's like saying like yeah. Oh, our villain's name is bad guy.
0: Like bad okay. yeah, Joker's evil clown. Right. You know? Yeah, like, you know, you could you could you could do a second draft. Right. Um, <laughs> that was there was a lot of lines. I you, you you did say many times throughout this this movie uh you know, that's first draft shit. Yeah. Yeah, um
1: there there's a <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a
0: lot, <laughs> lot of cheese lines for sure.
1: That, I felt like this affected the Flash the most. Because, like, I like his character. Sure. I I really do. But I think it's it's easy to go too far with him Mm -hmm. when you only write one draft of dialogue. Like, I think if you would have gone back, (laughs) (laughs) you know, watch some dailies, see how it actually— Because sometimes your words are beautiful written, and then you read them, or an actor reads them, and you realize that you're George Lucas— And so, like, you need to have somebody (laughs) Uh, (laughs) rewrite your shit. Yeah. Like, okay, that opening flash scene. So, one, that's Iris West. He's saving. So, future wife of of Barry Allen. I didn't know that. But that's who is flipping uh, with odd physics through the air.
0: Oh, man. I don't understand. Yeah, go on.
1: There was a good 30 (laughs) seconds in, in our watching it where Jeremy's just like, nope, nope.
0: That's the wrong angle. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. That's not how that works. That's no. that's not, that is not physics. This yeah. is how none of this works. Yes. And so this is one, very strange. This is one of those scenes that should be
1: in slow motion, right? Absolutely. This is, this is where you'd want to use that kind of thing. Absolutely. I really had no idea what he was going to do with that hot dog. Um, <laughs> I really, cause we were pretty early on in the movie. Like, if this was the jaws cut, he would have stuck it in her nose or something. And then like, <laughs> like I had no idea, but I, I thought that was a overall a good scene, but it, it ends with this job interview scene. That's probably one of the cringiest in the movie. Sure. R- you know, rewrite that dialogue. Like <laughs> don't, don't make us hate him right out the gate. Like right. he can be charming and nervous and not be like pushy and weird. Right. That was, yeah, that was definitely one of those moments. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> Calvin, get, get another writer here. Yeah, the
0: dialogue didn't bother me as much as some of the visuals. You know, like like you mentioned, that car thing just bothered me so bad. I was, I think, I was more focused on the
1: music at the time. So it was like, this is a weird choice of music. And then right. you were like, none of this design adds up. And then I was just worried where the, about the hot dog. And then we were
0: done. The scene was over. <laughs> The hot dog was very strange. I mean, it was, it was, it was a fine scene, yeah. but there were some cringe things. Besides the physics, the whole like caressing of her face, like bro, you don't even know her. What are you doing? Yeah, it was a little forward. Yeah, yeah. You just have to watch it if you haven't. It, 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 it was not. It was strange. <laughs> it was strange. Just save her, man. Just save her. Yeah, you know? that's it. Right. Just save her. And and finding out she's Iris West to that made it made
1: it a little more sense to me like okay it's so a love at first sight thing love so it, he's right, just like right. oh my god who is this person she's amazing yeah oh yeah her neck is also breaking right now i should probably fix this um right probably, yeah <laughs> i'll get her out of this situation another another quick scene was they added a lantern for a
0: hot second yeah
1: there in that beginning and uh as one of those Weird fish parrot people.
0: Yeah, they can't remember the name. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know if it was a named character. Oh yeah, but yeah, right. the, the, the species. I don't, I don't know either. They're weird fish parrot right people. <laughs> but he was able to squeeze off two generic laser blasts in. I, I when I was rewatching
0: it in one of the frames, he does have a hammer.
1: He does make a hammer.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't recall seeing the hammer. It was those generic laser beams like you said it's like you're gonna put a lantern on screen and you're just gonna have fire a straight green beam twice it's the most powerful weapon in the universe and you're just gonna do that what and then get their arm ripped off right
1: but immediately like i get why you do it because it's like hey look it's a lantern but i mean if you have a lantern like you should have been able to handle that whole thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, you could have, as the filmmakers, it's not a Lantern movie. Maybe that's the argument. It's not a Lantern movie. Okay, fine. But if you're going to show the Lantern, show what quickly... If he, even if he dies, show him what the lantern is meant to be able to do. Right. And maybe somebody who's never seen the lantern, they'll be like, "Whoa, what? Right. What was that? I want to know more about that." Rather than just some fish guy shooting a green laser beam. Right.
1: Right. That, that's what I thought was kind of disappointing. It's like you have this infinite canvas with this one character, even if it's going to be a five-second scene. And and if you right. want to rip the arm off, all right, like that's 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 a good way to take out that problem. But he has another hand right i mean <laughs> the ring would just it should have just flown over to his other hand shouldn't it unless he was dead if he's dead dead then they, then the ring flies off and it finds the next the, user. right
0: it flies off yeah. yeah but yeah it would have been nice it was to, just a missed opportunity i
1: agree i agree yeah that, that's that's all it is it's, it didn't take anything away from the movie but i remember when we were watching it was like oh sweet it's a lantern oh okay well that was it all right well that was <laughs> that was it yeah Um, Martian Manhunter has another kind of small role in this who didn't really have a role in the theatrical cut. Do you, can you remind me why he was impersonating Martha Kent? Was it just to tell Uh, Lois that she lost the farm
0: and is moving above a diner? No idea. (laughs) I, uh, another thing that was just shoehorned in that could have been minutes, you know, off of the the movie Mm -hmm. completely. Like even Martian Manhunter at the end when he goes and introduces himself to Bruce Wayne, we didn't need that. There was no reason for it. No, I, I agree. That was that
1: was one of the, the weaker scenes to me. And that scene with Bruce at the end, when Hunter goes to meet him, that was filmed recently. That was filmed just a few months ago. Oh, really? Which also explains why Ben Affleck looks so different.
0: <laughs> right. Like,
1: he looks five years older because he's five years Cause, older.
0: Because <laughs> it's literally five years later. Or whatever. Or no, it's not five years, but yeah. I Or is
1: it? I don't even know. I mean, if they filmed it a few months ago, and they, yeah, it was probably five or six years ago. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I think that's also why they made it like he just woke up out of bed. Is you know you can look a little puffy and disheveled <laughs> if you just got out of bed. But man, you could have cut that whole scene. There was nothing really in that could've. scene that was necessary. What do you think about the character design
0: of Martian Manhunter? <sighs> wasn't great. I knew who it was right away, but I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, it's a sweet, yeah. He was immediately recognizable. I'm going to look him up here, Snyder Cut, I just to uh, get it fresh in my brain because we watched it a little while ago or two days ago or whatever. Yeah, we, we watched it two days ago, and you can't even remember. He, was, he looks no. that generic. That's not good. Like, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's not good. It's not a good look. Now, while you're doing that, look up the CW Supergirl version, and I like that okay. version better. So, okay, CW, <laughs> see, Martian Manhunter yeah oh okay I yeah I did see this yeah
1: that is better Is't that weird like the CW version is better
0: than the Warner Brothers version yeah <laughs> it is better yeah I'm looking at it for sure um, it's weird right trying to get a full body shot like more of a headshot and I I really felt robbed when
1: Martian Manhunter called himself by his supername right because I really wanted to know how they pronounced John Jones. Like it should be John Jones, but maybe we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. I know. Maybe, maybe it's, n- it's John <laughs>
0: Winston. Maybe it's John Winston. I'm... Maybe it's, it's Jeffrey. Burt I don't know yeah. how
1: we got John Jones out of it.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean the Martian Manhunter comic book version is, is pretty straightforward. It's basically a green human with you know, a bigger brow bone, you know, there's, there's a few different versions of him, but yeah, the Joss or the Joss Wedden version, (laughs) the Snyder cut version of him is overly complicated. Like what's all that shit on his face? Why are there so many lines on his face? Why are there so many ridges? He's got so many ridges. Even his, uh, even his like his skin, like his shoulders that are exposed have the same kind of weird callousy scaly lines on it it's it's very strange and i don't like it yeah
1: yeah i didn't it didn't No part of it was appealing to me you know like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> and and you can do full alien suits and and it be appealing like i, I think of yeah, absolutely um, in the first hellboy movie the abe sapien makeup and you know that's a guy in a suit and, yep. and he looks completely alien and it and it's doug jones whoop, whoop yeah the doug jones is an incredible performer and that probably has a lot to do with it too yeah but you know you can get away with that and not hit that uncanny valley weirdness of like Oh, i don't like this you know this is sure. this looks wet all the time i don't know why but with abe <laughs> sapien it's like it made sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he's supposed to be out all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, am with you. The the Martian Manhunter stuff was totally useless. It didn't yeah. add anything at all. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's, it's making the viewer ask a question that is probably never going to be answered. They're not going to do a sequel of this, right? They, they didn't make enough money no. off of it. It's no, it's the ship has sailed. So,
1: and speaking of the scene with Luther and Deathstroke on the yacht, mm. that's another. I didn't need that no scene. totally throwaway. Uh, but it is it was apparently included as a glimpse of what the dc cinematic universe was supposed to look like going forward but Zack snyder said he has no intention of working on a sequel so it probably won't go anywhere it was just there to like show some more character designs like that, that was really it I mean, if no. that
0: was the whole purpose, you know, with zero intentions, it's it really could have shaved a lot of time off this movie. I honestly think it was put in just
1: so you knew who Deathstroke was at the end end scene. In yeah. The, in oh, that. yeah. But I think that's go. it. But I mean, you could have you could have left that in as just another character mm. in that scene in the theatrical cut. I think he talks about forming the Legion of Doom. I don't think he calls it that, but he's like. You know they have a club I think we should have a club right, you know? right Yeah. and and in that the theatrical version you know it, it was that was like I think that might have been the stinger scene that might have been the, the post-credit scene but is it hard to care about Lex Luthor after we spend four hours fighting space monsters <laughs> you know, cause like Lex is always running yeah. some like real estate scam or he's robbing right. banks or whatever. Like yeah. who cares? Like you could probably let Bruce Wayne's lawyers handle Lex Luthor. Like that's probably right. like, I'm just wondering, is it, you know, to, to go to, to Luther at the end of all that, it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this guy. Who cares about this guy? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, the the stakes dealing with what the, you know, the Justice League was dealing with is so much on a grander scale that like the threat of I know. little Mr. Insane was like so what? Like who cares? Yeah, you got a yacht, cool. It yeah, it makes no sense to throw him in there. Again, it, it's just another shoehorn thing. Mm to pad it out and it it didn't really add anything to the story. I think what you said is right. It it was thrown in to make the, the, the future vision Mm -hmm. more understandable. Yeah. You know, but I guess even that future vision wasn't even necessary. If you wanted to really get down to it, we didn't need to see that either. No, because all that's doing is setting up a, a possible sequel that we'll never see. Right. It has nothing to do at all right with what's happening in the movie it's right. completely a different it's not dark seed that they're dealing with mm-hmm. it's a it's an evil superman because lois dies right we don't need to see that in any of these cuts because there's not going to be a follow-up
1: which isn't even explained either because all, all i think it's joker who says because you let it's her joker. die because you let her die okay yeah. is it is it lois is it wonder woman is it there's no because she's not there either like they don't really even right. cuz i i was watching um someone else talk about you know, i was i was watching another youtube review of the movie and that person's not familiar with comics at all the person who was right. reviewing which i i that's why i wanted their opinion is somebody who doesn't know comics did this make sense to you no it, it couldn't have <laughs> It could not have made sense. That was essentially the answer. <laughs> yeah. But that was one of one of the things that he mentioned was like, okay, then there's this sequence at the end, and it's visually striking, and, it's, and there's a lot going on there. But why is Superman mad? Is that Superman? Is it a different Superman? Is he mad that right. – is Wonder Woman dead? Did they let her die? Is that why he's mad? And I was like, oh, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea the whole – you know, injustice storyline that yeah, goes. Yeah, this
0: person has no clue. Right. Right.
1: Which, you know, that's a movie you know, That's a regular, I mean, they, they do film reviews. Like, it wasn't like just some rando person. This is somebody who studies film. And they were like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> right. So that scene
0: overall, what did you think of it? Well, the scene overall was fine, I guess. I, I knew what was going on. You know, I know about the injustice stuff. I've read some of those, the books I played the video game. Like I get the storyline in the storyline. Joker is who tricks Superman. into. I, uh, is that how it goes? Joker's responsible for, uh, Lois Lane or uh, yeah, Lois dying. And when Lois dies, Superman blows a fuse Mm -hmm. and basically decides that it's time to get real firm with, humanity and the earth in general and basically becomes uh, a dictator he he starts wiping people out killing people left and right heroes or not Mm -hmm. and he just starts to kill everything and so he becomes like the ruler of the world Mm -hmm. and that's what they were alluding to in the Snyder cut was you know you let her die he's talking about Lois I get that a lot of people wouldn't know what was going on uh, I liked the Joker. I thought it was cool to see him again. I thought Jared Leto did a really great job it, with what he was given. I did,
1: too. I actually really enjoyed his performance in this. It, it was, yeah. it you know, he had well, his I'm, own style. I'm talking, about
0: in, uh, I'm talking about in the other movie. Oh, in Suicide Squad? Suis, Suis, yeah. Okay. Yeah, So let's talk about uh, that. Yeah, I'm not happy with the way uh, the Joker was written or his visual in that movie. It's but Suicide Squad. I was Squad. happy... In in Suicide okay, Squad, got it. I was not I was very happy with Jared Leto. I mean, he's a good actor, mm-hmm. and he he played a crazy Joker just fine. Mm-hmm. I think I think do you take away the tattoos and some of the silliness mm-hmm. of of the way he looked, mm-hmm. you know, so far out of the the realm of what Joker is supposed to look like. Right. He did a good job. He had a good tone. He had a good laugh. The way he presented his lines, you know, his smile, like his, his facial stuff was all really good in my opinion. And then so when I saw him pop up in this, I, it looked great. Like he was, it's post-apocalyptic kind of situation. You know, everybody's r- ragged and, yeah. you know, he's, everybody's just trying to hang in there by the looks of it. And and then he's delivering his lines really well. I thought it was good.
1: I I agree. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Um, it's it's a problem in our commentary because there's like a three minute dead spot of both of us just
0: <laughs> listening just to just watching, watching.
1: <laughs> But um, I I liked that scene. It was again, it, it's a confusing scene. You know, it's it's a post apocalyptic scene, but in the theatrical cut, it's implied that that's due to to Dark Side, uh, in this movie, <laughs> right? You know, it's implied there, but in this, and uh, is it Superman who has completely ravaged the planet i don't really know and then is joker a prisoner is he a part of their team is he right you know like yeah why is he along for the ride right why is he here yeah and for for a juxtaposition scene i liked it you know because now you have i like having those kind of questions where you know it's a it's a surprise to see you know, Batman and the Joker trying to work together and both of them right. being in full on crazy mode that works for me, but I still had no idea what was going on, but I was okay with that. <laughs> what, do, what do you think of, of Leto's Joker kind of in the list? Like of all the different Jokers, where, where do you, where do you slot him at?
0: Oh, that's, that's a hard one because, because of everything I just said, it's like he had to work with a vision that wasn't Joker mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, but the way he acted was really good. So, I don't know, man. Like, in my opinion, the best Joker is Mark Hamill. Uh, and oh, it's, yeah. It, okay. It's not, yeah, it's not Mark Hamill's face. No, no, it's his performance. It's Mark's. It's, it's his performance. Right. It's just his voice. Mm-hmm. And, and his voice gives life to the Joker in a way nobody else right. does, in my opinion. Right. Um, after that, my favorite Joker after that is going to be Heath Ledger's. Yeah. It was awesome. He, he embodied chaos perfectly. Yeah, I
1: absolutely agree. He, he, I think he stands as, if not the best. I think Nicholson gets a lot of credit for being the first and being right. You know, really engaging as a character when he's on screen. But if you go back to watch the first Batman movie, it's, it's kind of a rough watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he gets a lot of credit for being the first and setting that bar. And then Heath Ledger gets a lot of credit for making that character just incredibly engaging like you every time that character's on the screen you're just completely engaged in in what what they're doing and i do appreciate that jared leto brought his own take to it he wasn't trying to ape anybody else's style you know he was doing his own thing so i I do appreciate that for me he's in kind of two different spots because the suicide squad joker i didn't really care for even just Mm. his behavior was weird you know but whatever, he's the embodiment of chaos and you know, in a world that Batman's trying to control. That's always, you know, what his role is. So okay, that's fine. But I would slot that Joker lower. Yeah. And I would slot this Joker higher. Right. So it's the same actor playing the same role, but it's
0: right. Pulls it off very differently in this. Totally different look, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally did did he even have the tattoo on his head? I was just thinking that. Like, did he still have that or not? Um, let's see uh joker snyder cut because that said snyder butt (laughs) (laughs) snyder cut new look yeah let's see let's
1: see if it's there i mean the filtering is so soft i don't know if you could even see it yeah
0: so he's got no it's not there so either the first one was temporary or he got it removed later (laughs) <laughs> temporary tattoo joker uses temporary tattoos. right that just kind of it. but he
1: was covered in tattoos in the suicide right. squad like he was head yeah. and toe so you know maybe uh maybe they were all henna
0: tattoos it's all faded <laughs> away <laughs> yeah he was really kind of a he was gross in the snyder cut you know he was yes long nasty hair yeah. his mouth oh, is, his teeth is just, just a gross. nightmare yeah it's a nightmare. and the way yeah. he
1: laughs is not appealing like, he doesn't have a good laugh, which is, yeah. yeah, it's like a broken toy.
0: Yeah, it's like if you take uh, the old, um, the TV show Batman, uh, right? Yeah, Burgess Meredith, mm-hmm. I think is his name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and just slow that down. So instead of, you got this new joke, he's like, yeah. And it's, it's creepy as fuck. It is. It is. Yeah, which is part of what it appealed to me. was like, okay,
1: this is... Like the the Suicide Joker, I wouldn't want to be around because he seems harmful and would probably shoot me for some reason. Yeah, and then like chew on bits of you. Yeah, right. This one I kind of want to hang out with because he's like he's <laughs> like a burnout hippie who's like gone to the dark side. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I want to listen to this. No, I, it was good. I I liked it. I I I liked that scene. I, I, I and it's weird because I think that scene could have been cut, but I appreciate right. that it was in there. So yeah. I, I, I guess I would rather it stay um, than go because that, that
0: as confusing as that should like be a short. That's just by itself. <laughs> I Yeah, yeah. It could be just as he could have released it on YouTube as like, oh, hey, here's a little primer. Get Something. ready. And then they, right. not be in the movie at all. Right. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah.
1: But the biggest part of that scene is Batman says the F word. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Two F-bombs Emma. in that whole movie, right? Gee,
1: I, like, freaked out. You can hear it when, on our commentary. I'm like, what? Yeah, you were like, what? Dude, that caught me off guard. For those who haven't seen it and for those who'd like to hear me use the F-word, get ready. Uh, <laughs> no, what, what's the what's the line? It's like, um, he's like, uh, I promised Harley, or, or Harley maybe promised when I killed you, and I will fucking kill you. And I was like, what? Right
0: that I do it slow yeah
1: uh, yeah i was i didn't even catch the next line
0: i was so like
1: i was freaking out man
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know i it didn't even register and I, you know, I oh, cuss really? so much. Yeah. It, I mean, I heard him say it, and I think they dropped an F-bomb earlier, too. Yeah, there was two uh, F-bombs. Cyborg the gets movie. one, too.
1: So he is, um, yeah. it's right when he first meets up with... I don't give a fuck about yeah everybody else Right, yeah. Like Wonder that. Woman says something like, well, why, why don't you use your powers to save the, help the world or something like that? And he's like... I I'll give, fuck the world. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the world. Whatever. Yeah. Which that... F- felt more natural he's he's a young man who um is in a very bad place <laughs> very bad and place, so to yeah. hear him say yeah you know what fuck the world like that okay that didn't even really register i mean it did a little bit because it was like oh, these are like these are justice league characters it's still a little weird but right. it's it's fine that last batman f-bomb boy howdy
0: that that rung a didn't bell in my head one, huh? <laughs> I didn't even notice it man. Like I have it in my head that this Snyder versus is, is already much more dark mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, you know Superman kills somebody mm-hmm. in the first one directly yeah. in Man of Steel and it's just like I don't know. It didn't it didn't really ring with me. It wasn't a, it wasn't something that stood out. Yeah. And, I was bad, man, I'd be cussing all the goddamn uh, time. So. Right. Well, fuck you fucking guys. I'm going to kick your fucking asses out. Ah.
1: After a lifetime of growing up with, you know, the animated series and the movies and, you know, even all the movies are all PG-13. You know, it's like, never, never. Yeah. Uh, yeah has
0: Kevin Conroy ever no, said the F-bomb? Ever. While being recorded as Bruce? Uh,
1: do you imagine how many kids just burst into tears across the nation? <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> So the theatrical cut was PG thirteen, and this one was yeah. an R. And part of that yeah. was uh, they got two F bombs and a couple decapitations. That was uh, right.
0: <laughs> <for> the deal. <laughs> Ultimately, it's not it's not any ah. worse than any other superhero movie. Ah. You know, there's it's violent and it's just a word. Like who cares? Right. But I mean, again, like the fact that you didn't
1: hear it and I like stopped in my tracks. It's you know it's going <laughs> to stick out
0: to some people because
1: you know there's no. No f bombs in the Marvel universe, right? You know? I mean, unless you're Deadpool. Yeah, no, you know? no, I mean, there's not. No. Um, and what what a shock Deadpool was when it first came out was like, oh my god, this is a this is a superhero. And he's making dick jokes, and he's I you love know, love it. Yeah. So yeah, it just I'm sure I'll get used to it, but yeah that that stuck
0: out quite a yeah. bit for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it feels like a comic book movie for an adult. You know, it, it mm-hmm. comics you know a lot of people well, comics are for kids not really yeah. i mean the 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 people who who kept comic book companies going in the 80s and 90s are us yeah. and right. so now that we're older and it's like i don't mind that they're darker i don't yeah. mind yeah. that there's cussing i don't mind that it's adult you know like i mean hell look what they did to archie yeah. <laughs> on netflix you know like <laughs> it's true it's fine it's fine yeah. if you want your kids to watch kid stuff seek out yeah. kid stuff
1: and i mean we've we've had violent comic book movies i mean we were talking earlier about you know sin city
0: you know that's that's an incredibly disturbing film that's comic book based that's uh, not even that's totally fucking baby down like it's totally baby down there's they leave out so much but then you have you have blade yeah blade's probably ramped up from the comics though cuz that
1: was a marvel yes. thing from the from the 70s 80s so yeah um, it's ramped up but yeah i mean
0: we've had that kind of stuff before it's just never like batman <laughs> Not the big names, yeah. It's like if Superman flew down and was like twisting heads off and like I fucked yeah. your mother, ah, yeah. It's like whoa, yeah. If you went Homelander, they would stick out,
1: ah, yeah. Oh man, yeah,
0: such a good, yeah. Anyways, all
1: right. <laughs> so overall, wrap this whole whole thing up. I think we've answered this, and I think we answered it in the
0: beginning. But is this better than the theatrical cut? It's it's a hundred percent better. It, everything about it is better. Uh, obviously, it's it's too long. I am looking forward to a, a fan cut. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that 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 viewer who has the editing skill yeah. and the storytelling know how to trim the fat because there's a lot of fat and it could it could literally be a two and a half hour long movie, maybe three at the most. Yeah, and it would still get it would still get this point across that Zack Snyder was going for. Right, you're looking for that that toe for grace. Cut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's a that exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. For for those uh, who
1: don't, if you don't get that reference, Topher Grace, the the actor, the, the who's <laughs> just fine, Eric Foreman. Right? right. He's done well for himself. He's he's living very comfortably. And as a hobby, he re-edits famous movies and like releases right. them just as you know for himself or private viewing parties or whatever. But he'll go through a movie and re-edit it. And read two mm. parts. And from what I understand, it's often a, a significant improvement. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the Topher Grace cut. Uh, release, exactly. hashtag release the Topher Grace cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's better than the theatrical cut. And you both agree on that. Yes. Is it a good movie?
0: Uh, yeah. It's too long. I can't get over how long it is. It. I don't want to rewatch it because it's so long. Like I, if I do watch it, I'm just going to be skipping. And and you know,
1: like I like I said earlier, I mentioned earlier, uh, Jeremy loves movies. Like that's that's one thing. Like in in our friendship, we've been friends for a long, long time, and I'm I am am a cursory watcher of movies. Um, Sometimes I'm terrible. I've not seen a lot of really important movies, or I've seen like the last three Harry Potter movies. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's not me. But for for you to say, and you're someone who watches movies a number of times,
0: over and over and over and over again. For you yeah. to
1: say like, all right, once was enough. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, does that does that make it a good movie to you, or is it just because it's too uh, long?
0: It's 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 a good movie. That uh, it's hard to say. Yes, it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but it's not rewatchable, in my opinion. For me, and I, I keep saying my opinion, my opinion, you know, we have to oh, yeah. I feel like you have to protect yourself these days. In my <laughs> fucking opinion, you know, it's too long for me. I yeah. don't feel any pull to rewatch it. If Superman was in it more, and I know it wasn't about just Superman, you know, but I'm a huge Superman fan and a huge Henry Cavill fan. Yeah. You know, if, if Batman was Batman more in it, we didn't get a lot of Batman stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just too long. Yeah. So if it was shorter, if they trim the fat, if they get rid of some of the stuff that is pointless to the overall story, yeah, like that crab walker get, thing. Just get
1: Get rid of that thing. I know. That, the it's walking dumb. tank thing. Cut that hole. It's dumb.
0: The dream sequences don't matter. Martian Manhunter doesn't matter. Right. Slow-mo shots of Lois putting coffee on the ledge of a window doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so if you get rid of that shit, you know, the scene with Martian Manhunter as as Martha, get rid of all that stuff. Cut the film back to like two and a half, three hours at most. It's something that I can put on while I do other stuff. But I'm not ever going to sit down and purposely watch it again just because I enjoyed it so much. That that's, you know?
1: that's kind of the sentiment I had. I was thinking about it. I was like, I could see putting this on when I have a project to do. Or I could yeah. see putting this on while I'm putting together furniture that my wife ordered off of the internet like right you know i I could see that okay i've got a i've got a long task ahead of me or i've got a chore i've got something i'll put this on the background every every now and then when i look up it'll be it'll be interesting and it'll be usually visually appealing and then i can Mm -hmm. go back you know when it starts going into those those slow motion coffee scenes you know yeah where
0: would you stack it against the other (laughs)
1: movies in the dccu
0: uh okay so my favorite DCU movie is is uh what did you call it? DCCU? Yeah it's a oh, DC, the DC cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. Oh. <laughs> that works. Okay. <laughs> um is Man of Steel Easily. Okay. I, I love that movie. And I can watch it over and over again. Yeah, it has its share of problems, and a lot of people don't like the way they, you know, develop the character, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can watch it over and over again. Okay. So that's my favorite. Uh Wonder Woman, the first one. Mm-hmm. The first Wonder Woman mm-hmm. Not the second <laughs> Not Not 84 N- uh, No um, <laughs> you, don't, first you don't like one, movies
1: With three opening acts That each last I, 40 minutes God.
0: Damn, dude. Like that movie. I was so hyped cuz the first one was so good. Anyways, yeah. so Wonder Woman is is my second favorite DCCU movie, I think. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. It, it it it's a fantastic movie. It's fun. The music is amazing, you know, yeah. like Diana's score, yep. her fight scene music is just it is awesome. Like you put that shit on in the gym, like it just gets you fucking hyped, <laughs> right? It's good. <laughs> Uh, you're like
1: 300 kicking people like other off of machines that you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: exactly. Yeah, it's it just it's it's perfect yeah. for for what it was meant for. Yeah. It's so good. So so Wonder Woman's next. I I think yeah, I think uh, this one would probably be third. Um, I I don't hate Batman versus Superman as much as most every other person on the planet. Right. You know that one was a very. Uh, a very depressing, you know, Superman was depressed with the whole yeah. thing. He's just feeling sorry for himself yeah. and hating his place in the world. And that's not Superman. Superman's right. always positive. He's, he's ultimate, you know, everything's going to be fine. Cause we're going to, we're going to work together kind of guy. And he was not like, that's not this version of Superman, I guess. And so Batman versus Superman is, is good, yeah. but I think this Snyder cut is a bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's got that, you know, terrible Martha scene in it. You know, like that's. <laughs> to, to,
0: to, I yeah, yeah, I know it's. People made fun of it to death. Oh, I, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, I I would say for me is probably
1: the um the first Wonder Woman, Woman movie would be the top. Yeah, and it's then, damn good. And it's then maybe, Batman. maybe, Batman versus Superman. And then and then yeah, uh, maybe this this Snyder cut. But the the Snyder cut might edge out Batman v Superman. So like I I probably won't be watching it again. Like you said, terribly soon as. A movie like to sit down and actually go through the whole thing yeah but i did enjoy it so i i i would say that i could recommend it yeah um
0: oh i forgot aquaman <laughs> now i haven't seen aquaman so so I i've heard it's good okay. though but i i it, can't it, it is and shazam it. i forgot about shazam too um oh, yeah. i guess it's shazam technically part of this DCCU i would say it? so
1: i i don't yeah Yeah, there's a little crossover with Superman in it, so I would say yes.
0: Oh yeah, there is, and and we're not going to see a sequel of that either, right? I mean, I haven't heard anything about it. No, it was really good. It was a fun movie. They they captured, they captured the essence, I think, of that character—a kid in a superhero's body. They did a really good job. Yeah, I'd put that pretty high. You know, I think that's actually Shazam and Aquaman would actually be before Justice League Snyder cut.
1: Okay, so it's about in the middle. It sits right in about the middle. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wonder Woman eighty-four is awful. Suicide Squad is awful. Suicide Squad was just disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey is awful. So yeah. I, yeah.
1: I don't track deep on the on the because it it's just every time right. I go there I get kicked with the
0: balls. It's like I don't want to keep going back. <laughs> I really hope that like we should watch Man of Steel next. That I'm should down. be the next one we watch. Um, we should we should watch Aquaman. I think you'll like Aquaman. Okay. Um, I love Jason Momoa, so I, that, he's awesome. But, so yeah. it's,
1: that's already a positive in my in my view. Yeah. Book, so I'm already walking into it positive. So
0: it's it's really good, and it, it is neon and it's bright and it's fun, which I like. I like that. Yeah, I like that. that it's aspect. very cool. Yeah, he's the the aesthetic that they have for him in this movie is way better than the comic books. You know, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa really does a good job. Nice. In my opinion. <laughs> Suicide Squad is garbage. Birds of Prey is garbage. Yeah. Wonder Woman 84 is garbage. I mean, hot, stinking garbage. <laughs> They're so bad.
1: The The aesthetic was so different. Like, I'm a little over the 80s thing. You know, like the right. um, Stranger Things was fun. But it's like, all right. I grew up in the '80s. Like, I don't have this romanticized view of it. Like, to me, it was just it's a lot of bad TV and and early tech. Like, I just had to slog through <laughs> to get to where we are now. But yeah. uh, for for someone born in the '90s or the 2000s, even, like, they see this as like, oh, it's this magical time of of neon and and spandex no. and like, no, no, man, it's just as no, shitty. It was
0: terrible. It was awful. So man. yeah,
1: I don't have that maybe that fetishized view of the 80s to where that wasn't an appeal to me. It was actually more yeah. of a like, no, I'm good. I'll pass. Uh, all right. Well, how would you then, so we, we've stacked it up against other movies in the in the DCCU. Right. How would you stack this against the
0: MCU? Oh, low, 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 low. It, it's no, it's, it. the DCU has been rushed. The characters have been rushed. Some of the art, and, and like Man of Steel is fantastic. Uh, the uh, Batfleck, Ben Affleck as a whole, I love everything. I love the art. I love the look. I love the voice modulation. I love the older Bruce Wayne who's just tired of shit. <laughs> uh, you know, I love that the DCU is a darker version of the comic book. So I, I like the fact that Batman used that M60 to shoot the guy's tank and kill him. <laughs> I, I like all that. I like him smashing heads into the ground, and you know, I like it. I, it's real or it's real. I know that well, was a fucking but no, I, thing but I know saying. what you're saying like it's 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 a little more grounded in realism, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I like a lot of the art direction in these movies, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, no, they're subpar in terms of comparing uh, comparing comparing it or them to the MCU. The MCU's just they had way too much time to make it good. And they made it damn yeah. good.
1: Yeah, they really seem to have, you know, magic in a bottle over there. Because yeah. every we I mentioned this earlier. Every time they they strike out towards a new character, there's a part of me that's like, oh, you you overplayed your hand. You know, yeah. when they when they're hey, we're announcing Ant Man with Paul Rudd. Ah, <laughs> uh, you okay. You overplayed your hand. I get it. I get where the confidence yeah. is coming from. I get right. why you do it. But uh this is gonna be it. This is gonna be it. And then it comes out. And it's yep. like this movie's charming, and I love it, and I want to watch this again. <laughs> it's what so the hell? good. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's so good. Ant Man is so good. And people, I I feel like it's not respected as much as the other movies. But Ant Man is fan fucking. The, the
1: climactic and battle scene takes place on a model train set. Like it's it's, it's hard so to you know, yeah, but it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mm. It was it was a movie released in the middle of all these big galactic tales that was a small story. Right. It was a it was a almost like a bottle story about a guy and his you know daughter and his ex-wife and trying to you know figure this thing out. He wasn't trying to save the world. You know, he wasn't right. I'm I'm drawn to greatness. It's like, man, I am on parole and I can't get a real job. It like, sucks. <laughs> you know, like and that Baskin Robin always knows. <laughs> Baskin when I was always knows. But <laughs> you know, it was it was it was good cuz it was a small story. Like it fit right as a nice little morsel in in that overall 12-course meal they were serving. Right. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's like Marvel takes these small third-tier characters and just keeps knocking them out of the park. And then DC's got, like, Superman, and they can't get it to work. Right. And it's like, this should be easy. You know, we've loved this character for 50 years. Like, yeah, how are you struggling to win us over
0: to Superman? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It I, I think, you know, a lot of people don't like Superman because he's unbeatable, right? He's too powerful. So how do you give him a threat? So they have to make his threat existential or yeah. emotional. Yeah, and you but you know, and it's that's not fun at but all. But that's
1: that's comic stuff. I mean, you know, you want to dig through a hundred years of comics, you have to get creative and you have to screw with that character. But you know, you've got one movie. You know, like oh, yeah. you're restarting this character. I mean, you know, there was, you know, uh three different Supermen so far. Uh right. you know you start your fourth one. I, I get wanted to to plant your flag, you know, and, and and tell a different story. I appreciate that. But there's so many Superman stories to tell and they don't they aren't all the death of Superman. Like that was big. But I know yeah, it's yeah. not that's not
0: everything. You know, you don't have to do that every time. No. The world needs some hope right now. You know, and he talks about the the S means hope and all that shit, right? Okay, so make a hopeful happier movie. Yeah. Show him getting over the, you know, torn between two worlds shit. Yeah. Have him be okay with where he's at now and and actually just be a happy guy. <laughs> you know, that would be nice to show him hopeful and and enjoying saving people rather than it being feeling like a burden.
1: We we mentioned that a few times with the Cyborg character. It's it's he's so mm. tortured. Yeah. By this incredible power he has. You and I are both like, I'll trade you. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll like, I I would love to be a robot. Just do it. Like, I'm down. Like, man. Like, if my dad was a super scientist, like, I'd be sweet. My dad's a carpenter. I'd end up like Pinocchio. Like, that's not good. (laughs) Like, I'm, ah, man, I was all for it. Yeah. So I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to just roll this. Kind of directly into our our hold list section, and and you know like we've been talking about, if we recommend it or not. So I I will say, I I recommend this movie. I, I say see it, especially if you've seen the theatrical cut. It's just an interesting uh, study into different directors' visions. Yeah. But I would say I would say it's worth a watch. Yeah. But I I probably
0: won't like you. I probably won't be going back to it um quite you know very soon. No. I I agree. It's it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch as it is right now. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be like a dick. Like, I just feel like it's, I just feel like if you've seen the theatrical cut, like you just said, watch this. It's way better. Yeah. But it's not so good that it, that it, that it demands another or even multiples, you know, like it's just a one and done. It's better. It's good. Yeah. And that's okay.
1: You know, like if it's worth watching once, just watch it once you know if, yep. if if you're like me you know it's it's not into the spider verse which you've seen 200 times you know it's not it's not that kind of <laughs> <laughs> trip <laughs> all right so we both recommend it of varying degrees but uh yes. i would say we, you know i would say go give it a give it a spin give it a go yeah. All right, well, that will lead us into our IRL Hero of the Week, where we take a moment to spotlight heroes in our own universe. And we're going to stick with Zack Snyder here. And Zack Snyder has requested that if you like this movie, you know, you you have a subscription to HBO and all that stuff, and, you know, HBO's making money, right. and Zach made a lot of money, and everyone's doing great. But <laughs> if you like this movie, uh, he's asked that uh, people donate to the AFSP, and that's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And yeah. like we talked about earlier, um, you know, his, his uh, daughter took her own life, and that affected, obviously, you know, him and his family a great deal. And uh, so he has become a proponent for this organization, and they've been able to raise a lot of money for this, for this group. And uh, there's a quote from uh, the site. "To quote. We've created this official tribute site, as many can continue to be inspired by Autumn offering their support to the important work of this foundation. Today, more than ever, recognizing and destigmatizing conversations surrounding mental health, suicide awareness, and prevention is crucial. We are yeah. honored by the amazing way Autumn's legacy has inspired so many to dedicate their efforts and resources to helping others when they need it most. With deepest thanks and gratitude, the Snyder family. So yeah, like you were saying, man, we we need some hope right now just, we do. Things, things are rough so um, things are very rough yeah, yeah if if you know you need someone to talk to or or you know even if man shit just gets to you sometimes there's people out there looking out for you there's people you can talk to and uh, again he's asked you know if you enjoy this film you know a lot of it he edited um you know post his daughter's death so it was very heavy on his mind you see um uh, kind of shout outs to this foundation in the movie in a right. few different spots we right. talked about that but yeah, give it a give it a look. Check out the site. Uh, it is AFSP dot donor drive dot com. And you can just look that up. Um, you can look up Snyder or if you look up Zack Snyder charity, uh, it's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it, it it's easy to find. Right. Right. And in that same vein, all the Zack Snyder Justice League branded merch all that specific you know it's got his name on it it's got the the JL logo the special shield one i think was was made for the movie mm. everything with that all the merchandise with that uh, iconography all proceeds go to the afsp um, so awesome. if you want to get and there's some actually some cool designs they actually got some like actual artists to do some kind of interpretive work so there's a weird one with like a, a zombie superman who's half Batman and half Dr. Manhattan. Oh, very nice.
0: It's a funky shirt and I kind of worn it. So, yeah, uh, if you're not if you're not a uh, if you're not keen on giving away money and seeing nothing in return, get some merch. Sure. And you're helping that way too. Sure. Yeah, or if you want to get a cool shirt with what looks like witchcraft written
1: across it, but when you look at it closely, it's like all the low logos for all the different heroes. Uh yeah, check that out. It's, it's some cool designs and uh all the proceeds go to the American foundation for suicide prevention so yeah, very nice yeah it's a great great thing for, for Zach to be doing uh, with you know this moment of spotlight you know like to make sure hey glad you like the movie but this thing's actually more important to me so check that yeah. out all right that'll do it for this week I do think that this podcast might be as long as the movie itself so enjoy <laughs> if you're wondering what to do with your four hours um, you can either listen to this or you can watch the movie so enjoy <laughs> next week uh, we're coming right back spend some more time with wonder woman but unfortunately it appears we're too late because earth is done so yeah so we wake diana up out of a deep deep sleep step over the bones of bruce wayne and check out wonder woman dead earth by dc black label now we've both been digging on that one and uh that's the truth so keep your kinky magic lassos to yourself all right (laughs) thank you All right, for mining the Multiverse, I am Gabriel. And I'm Jeremy. And remember, all of this is now canon.